Join our global community of travel lovers at zerototravel.com. Zero to Travel Audio Adventures presents Trekking Nepal. Episode 11, The High Pass. In this episode, bad weather in the mountains makes us question whether we continue onwards and hike over the high pass or turn around and walk back the same way we came up. Okay, we are in Sama. Sama. And today was the day that we have to, today is the day we have to decide if we're going over the Larke Pass. And we've heard some stories. What are they? What's the word on the street, Samir? Um, I heard from my friend, um, it's not, not much snow from this side. And then up to the pass, it's uh, not really hard work. Yeah. Um, the other side of the pass is really steep down. Yeah. So there is uh, not much sun shine there. Um, still, there is a uh, lot of snow, and during the day it melt a bit and then become ice, and that the part is pretty hard to walk down there. So I heard that. Um, yeah. And Dorta, mm-hmm. what have we decided? Because we talked about this uh, mm-hmm. a lot. Because we've been walking towards this pass for. I mean, <coughs> the pass isn't the point of the trip, but yeah. just to give everybody an idea, if we spend two or three more days walking, mm-hmm. and then we go over the pass then it's just a couple days and we're back on the other side and we're done so turning around and walking back now means uh five five days maybe four and a half five days and it's uh i guess almost the same amount of time from here but we'll have to go then back to Kathmandu and then take a bus to pokhara um so we we had all of our plans had been to finish this circuit, and also it's it's more interesting yeah. to keep going instead of having to go back from where you came. Mm-hmm. But well, we have talked about that safety will come first, and we have heard some stories that people have been lost and also died in the, ago, in right? the last yeah days. So that's pretty scary. And we don't have the crampons, or and even though I'm, it's not like I really want to go back the same way, but it's now we just have to make it the same way as we've done it now to an adventure, and see the new places with new eyes again. <laughs> maybe stop at some other places that we have, and then we have been maybe, mm-hmm. yeah. and. Um, we have today. We have great weather. It's sunshine, and yeah. the trip so far has been very, very good. So I think um, it's the right decision. We have met so many people going back, and it sounds like uh, a lot of people are very un- unsure about doing the pass. So I think it's the right decision to actually go back. Yeah, yeah. We've decided to go back. 
Okay, yeah, I'm also thinking about the safety. It's, uh, I think, it's a really good idea to go back because um, I can see more than 90% of visitor, tourists, that are going back, yeah. same way back. Yeah. So I, I saw many people going back this morning also uh, even big camping groups yeah. so um, I met just uh, one group just a big one group they are still thinking not is go this the back. French group? Or? Um, no Canadian group oh, the Canadian, yeah. oh that Canadian group yeah the Canadian group oh, and they were older too yeah, yeah. like super yes. fit they were yeah. 50 to 60 years old yeah so <coughs> I hope they didn't didn't know how difficult that in the past and then at the time they will realize oh it is really hard yeah <laughs> we should decide to go back but it's too late it's, they, yeah, they once, realize you, that, once yeah. you go you kind of yeah you're committed yeah it's hard yes. to turn around yeah. and go back over the past right yes yeah normally uh, most of the guide really really don't want to go back back some way back yeah also it's quite long day to mm-hmm. get the Arugat mm-hmm. and then other side is just much better to, yeah much better I mean not just after the past we walk just one day and then get the, the jeep yeah. or yeah yeah it, it, yeah and like I guess Samir talked about it before, you know, you prefer to do the pass. Yeah, so yeah. it's saying a lot when your guide doesn't want to <laughs> do it either. <laughs> but we have to uh, think about the condition yeah. and then situations, how it's there. So and then we have to decide according to that mm. because uh, our life is life. So. Yeah. We have a lot of a lot of time to do, do again. again. So maybe we can do again mm-hmm. or some different places. Yeah. So that is the good decision. We all yeah. want to come back yeah. safe. And yeah. What are Mingmar's thoughts on this? Um, uh, yeah, he, uh, he also the same. Uh, he agrees. Yeah. Yeah. Agrees. Yeah. I mean, uh, this is the reality of it. Yeah. We can't do it. It's a it's a weather thing. So if you go with a group, you know, we're lucky because uh, we're a couple and we have yeah, yeah. Samir and. Mingmar here, so we're a small group, but um, you can see how a big group could pressure, you know, say yes, some yes. people in the group want to go, yeah. and you feel the pressure to go. Yeah. Uh, this is the Himalayan mountains, and yeah. this pass yeah. is just over 17,000 feet. This, yeah. isn't, this isn't Disney World, yes. you know, and yeah. people died three days ago, two Italians and, yeah. Uh, yeah. and a guide and a porter. And that's very sad. And uh, and you've heard now the snow is up to 
like very high because of the storms uh, yes yeah. yes i've heard it's very you've been so you can tell us but i've heard it's mm-hmm. very steep and is it one of those situations where if you make if you slip one time it's, you go down yeah it's really steep down so it's if there is some there is the and another something to stop like rock or something and then it's you're just roll, yes, gone rolling down, down yeah and we haven't even talked about avalanches is that another concern um i heard there was a big avalanche all day uh well that uh, big uh, accident storm in a few weeks ago mm. yeah. at the time it was really really heavy snow and then people they cannot see even someone walking in front of them it's in a second it's nothing and then there was uh, such a bad uh, windy that's uh, surround like this and then cannot see people cannot see and then it's yeah. They fell down on the spot. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I have to tell you, my back is killing me today. I have some kind of tweak in my lower back, so even if the pass was clear, I would still be a little nervous. But I think I could still yeah. power through. But um, so yeah, so we're all feeling really good about our decision. Yeah. I think, right? Yeah. So it's. Yeah. I have a very good, lots of experience with. Uh, a uh, big group and small mm, group. Yeah. Because if we are a small group, we can decide. We can decision make a decision whenever we want what mm. to do or go or go or not going there. Mm. <coughs> it's very easy. We can decide very fast. Mm. But uh, in the big group, yeah. someone wants to go there and someone stay same place someone do something mm. and it's really difficult yeah also they're not really happy with each other yeah there's a group yeah. dynamics yeah <laughs> trying to deal yeah. with yeah. different people yeah, it makes yeah. It challenging yeah I, I lead up to 10 people yeah but I think uh, five six person is better than big group. Tens too many. Yeah, tens. It's too many. Um, Well, cool. So, we feel good. We want to be safe. We want to come back to Nepal someday, right? Yeah. And uh, we want these guys to be safe and get back to their families. And uh, it's, it's definitely the right thing to do. So... I mean, this is one of the perspectives. This is one of the things that can happen. You have to consider the weather and the fact that you might need to turn around and uh, maybe plan accordingly with your flights because we left another group here that their flight's leaving in a week. So now they're like, okay, well, we either have to start going back or if we go over the pass, we kind of have to... Do whatever. Yeah, and it puts them in a sticky situation. So better to have extra time... Yes. to deal yeah. with the weather when you're planning these treks because 
It takes time to plan in the beginning to find a good guide like Samir. Yeah. Yes. And it takes time at the end. You might need to account for the weather or something like yeah. that. Yeah. And you can always go trekking again as long as you're alive. Right? <laughs> So we got updates along the way that how the conditions were and if people had actually passed. So, uh, yeah, we knew there was a possibility that it wasn't possible. And also because we, we met a lot of people going back down, too. Um, when we were getting closer, then we heard about people that had died, that they fell off the, the trail and slided down. So that was kind of scary. We didn't even have the right gear to do a difficult passing of of it because we didn't have crampons we didn't have those things that shouldn't actually be necessary we didn't have crampons and ice axes yeah but that was because of the snowstorm yeah because normally you would need that uh in normal conditions because of but because of the the blizzard and it was it was a lot of snow there it's not anything to be disappointed about because it's the mountains you have to respect nature and as much as we would have loved to gotten over the pass and continued the loop, it just wasn't meant to be because the conditions weren't safe. And it was disappointing, but also how disappointing can you be? You know, your life's not worth anything. We talked about it with, with Samir and um, he he was very like aware of how he wanted to ask us about if we wanted to go over. And we were more about his opinion on it. But for him, it was very hard to take a decision on it, as we understood, because we are clients. We are the one that paid to get over. I think you have to be aware of it. It's still through a travel agency, and they have also the responsibility for the safety, but they also feel like they have a responsibility to give what the customers have paid for. So we took the decision with our guide to not go over and and when we talked to Samir after we've taken the decision we asked him do you really do you mean that this is the right thing to do and he was then he felt like it felt he was more open about it and he said like yeah I I personally he wouldn't recommend us go to go over yeah even even though we stressed it many times it's still yeah you're right there was that moment where he still we had to kind of take the final decision on it Mm. I think that's in, in uh, like the Western world is more like the guide are taking that in in a more like we cannot go over because of safety. But this is more like, well, you've paid for this. So it's kind of up to you, mm-hmm. which can be something to think about for both ways. You have to kind of know a little bit about that. They are, they, of course, they want to like give you what you have paid for but you also have to think about the safety for yourself and for them they, they are also going over there they have families so yeah I think it's hard for them I know that they feel they have a responsibility that, but, but that's both for safety and for what we have paid for <laughs> before we left the office I asked them specifically I said hey the weather hasn't been so great up there are you sure we don't need yeah. crampons and ropes and or any of this stuff to get over. No, no, you'll be fine. No, you'll be fine. In hindsight, I think they just they just weren't thinking about it that much or they just didn't really care that much, just kind of moving us along. Not that Samir didn't care, it said nothing to do with him. So it was unfortunate that we didn't have these things because I had a sense going into it, I was I was even wondering why don't we have this stuff? Because yeah. I think to go over a high Himalayan pass after a it snowstorm. This is something we need. 
we had the right gear and Samir felt that we could get over no problem because we had the right equipment and mostly the crampons is, is the main thing and the ice axe because the way it was, it was dangerous because you could go sliding off, off the mountain basically. And that's not something we wanted <laughs> to have happen. So what have we decided to do today? <coughs> so we have a plan that we walk around the valley. We go to uh, Birendra Lake, which is very nice. Not, not very big, but it's very beautiful. Hopefully we can see the reflections of uh, Manaslu in that lake. And then on the corner of the lake, there is a big glacier. So we can see, and then, yeah, then we will come back at a hotel, and then I think we'll have lunch, Yeah, and then walk down a bit. Pick up our stuff yeah. and go to the next, next place. Just the next village Shella. down, yeah. very close. Uh, we're going to enjoy what we call the high Himalayas, the high yeah. altitude area with all the views and yeah. I'm looking forward to having an easy day. Yeah. You? Yeah, I'm fine with that too. Yeah. My nose and head are pretty stuffed. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so that's, yeah, yeah that's yeah, good. It's for everyone, it's yeah. good to uh, come on cold and yeah. running nose. It's, it's normal. Yeah. It's for everyone. Even I'm here after six months, for me it's yeah, you yeah, it. yeah, I get it. Yeah. <laughs> We're at the Yeti Hotel, Hotel Yeti, in Shayala, which is this cool small village that we passed through on the way here. And we're staying here tonight. It was only an hour from where we were. And we did get up to the lake that we talked about earlier. Beautiful, yes. A beautiful blue, green glacial lake set right against the mountain. And you could see the trail that headed up to Manaslu Base Camp on top of the glacier there. It was just a beautiful setting. Uh, We ate at the place we stayed at last night in that village. And we learned that the cook there had been a very experienced cook. And he's been cooking in the Annapurna base camp for 15 years. So he made some bomb veggie macaroni for us. And we did try a bite of some British people's Snickers spring roll, which is a fried Snickers bar. Pretty good. Mm, Yeah. Um, And then we came back down here. We got here in the afternoon. Very cold. I got a hot shower. Samir, our guide, fixed his kerosene... Uh, gas heater and after about an hour I stepped in and oh it was glorious just when I thought I'd never be clean again got a nice hot shower I had my Mariah Carey moment where uh, that's what I'm calling it where I went a little diva after um I didn't go diva really I stayed calm but I was uh, a little you were a little diva I was was, what do you mean you were diva was I yeah I was a little frustrated that uh well, I got into a shower yesterday, got totally naked, and the water didn't work. Yeah. I went into a shower today, and it wasn't working. Ooh, so boo-hoo. I know. That's why I said I had a Mariah Carey moment. <laughs> mm. But it didn't last very long. But it's funny how our Western minds think. Yeah. As we were just talking about all the things we would do when we get back to civilization, <laughs> like getting popcorn and 
uh, watching a couch. movie and laying on a couch and Eating all this stuff. But um, but it, it's natural to talk about those things. I think we're really enjoying this trek. It's it's just cold up here, but the views are unbelievable. And uh, we're in the common room, and it's really a pretty newish place. So the common room is really just four rooms that he hasn't built out yet four hotel rooms but uh we've got blankets all over us we're wearing all of our clothes and just looking out the windows at the mountains playing some games just relaxing right having some ginger honey lemon tea yeah totally feel clean it's great feels great having a great time my back is still killing me um and ad you've had a stuffy nose for a few days now yeah Um, kind of tired of it hope it gets better the further we get down yeah but are you having a good time? Yeah, I do. It's fun. I'm tired, though. But we're having Dalbot tonight, and after that, I think I will, like, crawl into my sleeping bag. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's the evening, and... And, um, and tomorrow we will get up to see the sunrise over the mountains, which I will, I think, will be very epic. we got two more days, really, of big mountain views before we head back into the... Yeah. Sort of the canyon area and less lower altitude stuff, uh, yeah. which is beautiful. But I will miss these higher altitude yeah. Tibetan Buddhist villages. Yeah, it's nice. Even if it's cold, it has amazing view. And you don't have to think about bugs and mouses running around your feet. And <laughs> those things are very nice up here. And it's nice because we're going to be staying in some different villages we haven't stayed in on That's our way true. back down. Yeah. We talked about it a little earlier. Uh, one interesting thing we learned is uh, this area is known for uh, this particular season in March, April. There's a certain special insect that lives here. Yeah, in a mushroom. In a mushroom, and people in the village are all, they all leave their homes, and they take tents, and they go out into the wilderness, yeah, and the yeah, they hunt for these insects that they sell to China, and they're very valuable. They, they, they hunt the mushroom, baby. They hunt the mushroom, but they, to get... The thing they are hunting is called Yarsa Gumba, also known as Himalayan Viagra, for its supposedly aphrodisiac qualities. It's a unique caterpillar fungus fusion that occurs when parasitic mushroom spores infect and mummify a ghost moth larva that is living in the soil. The little mushroom then grows out of the dead caterpillar's head. This mushroom is the world's most expensive biological resource and has been used in traditional Chinese medicine for 2,000 years. Uh, The mushrooms and the insects, and it's special to this area and I guess Annapurna. In special to Nepal, the insects are... It's an altitude thing, um, like you have to be over 3,000 meters? Some, somewhere around there, three or 4,000 yeah. meters. Um, and a kilogram of it, dried it's, and sold to China, is worth 1 million rupees. rupees. That's 100,000 US dollars. Yeah. It's a lot of money. Yeah. Uh, is it? Yeah, it is. Yeah. yeah. So that's really interesting. Yeah. And uh, <coughs> so that's why he thinks that this lodge is pretty nice and big mm-hmm. because he thinks the owner probably are hunting mushrooms in the season. And success- <laughs> very successfully. Yeah. Just a few notes on Shayala, where we're staying at the Hotel Yeti. It's a little hidden gem, I think. This village is 
small and there's no trekkers here. There's only one other group. It's totally quiet. There's no other trekkers here. I feel like this is an up and coming place that's not really, it's a lot of people pass through going either way, but not a lot of people stay here. So it's just super quiet and it's got the best views. There's mountains all around us and the stars are out and there's a half moon. Yeah, it's just really, really, really special. I would recommend if anybody's coming and doing the Manaslu Trail to stay here at the Hotel Yeti, which they're still building, I think. Uh, but here in uh, Shayala, it's a... Uh, it's just really, really, really nice. And since so many people are passing it by, there's just no trekking hubbub. It's just uh, quiet. And Anna Dorta and I had a dinner to ourselves before the French group came in. It's perfect. So anyway, we're out of toilet paper. And uh, that's the problem. Trekking Nepal. Coming up in episode 12. That's the first decision people make if they're planning far ahead is when should I come to Nepal to go trekking? April is uh, same like October. It's really busy. It's busy. Yeah. There are no ATMs on the trek, so you have to take all the cash you need. This audio adventure series has been brought to you by ZeroToTravel.com, ideas and advice to help make any of your travel dreams a reality. Join our global community of travel lovers at ZeroToTravel.com. Hey, it's Jason here, and if you love trekking, I invite you to stop by ZeroToTravel.com slash trekking to join our global community of hikers and discover the ultimate resource on trekking worldwide. That's zero to travel.com slash trekking. <laughs>